This is the B&B Show. Brought to you by Jupiter Donuts. It was, actually. And Kevin Besaw. Who ate all the Jupiter. And I am Andrew Blaylock. Donuts. This is actually the intro. We're doing this. It is. Yes. How you doing? Welcome to the B&B Show. I thought I'd do it differently today. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you like that, don't you? Took my little plan and (laughs) threw it on its head. I'm trying to get uh, Kevin off his game. And Jeff, too. That's not very hard to get me off my game. All you have to do is throw (laughs) Jupiter Donuts in front of me. Uh, Yes. And my eyes go dead like a shark. Uh, Mr. Kevin had a long week. He jumped in a dumpster. Yes. Um, He was ransacked by bus kids. I don't mind that part. No, not at all. They're great. I really didn't mind awesome. going to the dumpster either. But it was <laughs> that was the highlight. What was your house? What was the best thing this week? I jumped in a Brother dumpster. Brother Kevin, you for received. The Lord. Yes. It I, was actually for the Lord that he jumped in a dumpster. You went to a distinguished Bible college. You've got who's who among graduates of 2012. You stayed on staff there. Tell me. What did you learn there? Well, I didn't learn how to jump in a dumpster <laughs> for the Lord. <laughs> but, the, but I'm good at it. I am I've so learned. Yeah, never at. think you're above anything in the Lord's work because you will be doing things you never thought you would. Ministry or otherwise. Yeah. No. yeah. Fun times. Just, all good. Just ask Joseph. Made a new friend, the pet raccoon that's over there. <laughs> yeah, right. He got saved. Yeah, yeah, we have an understanding. He turned they, his life they around. They stay over there. And we, <laughs> they, they, they have their side and you have the other. <laughs> oh, boy, we're way off track today. But way speaking of Jupiter track. Donuts, they delight me. Yes, they do. Ooh, I am delighted. We, were, we had some sobering lessons recently. Yeah. You know what grieves the heart of God, and I think yes. that's important. But I think it would be equally critical for our listeners also to ask, not just what grieves the heart of God, but what delights the heart of God. Yes. When Jesus Christ came to this earth, there were things that that absolutely broke his heart, things yeah. he saw, right? I mean, mm-hmm. just, and he wept over Jerusalem. Yeah, he sure and did. And the fate of his people, and so many things. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. But mm-hmm. there were also times in his earthly life that caused him incredible joy. Yeah. There were times where he was surprised, literally gobsmacked yeah. at the faith of other people because not just faith, but faith in his father mm-hmm. and faith in him, the centurion, Right, the woman with the issue of blood. Like there's right. there so many times where he was actually a woman. Great is thy faith. He, mm-hmm. and I've seen no no such great faith. No, not in Israel. Mm-hmm. You can actually surprise the heart of God. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's pretty to like, amazing. Like he like stops in his tracks and goes, "Whoa," because he didn't see it anywhere else. You know. Yeah. So what delights the heart of God? I want that. I want yeah, a, absolutely. I want to surprise God in a good way, <laughs> not in a bad way. You, you know, when you love somebody, you want to delight them. Yes. You know, I love my wife. I want to delight her heart. Yeah. And uh, so there's things you can do that, you know, they bring a smile yeah, to we, the we Lord don't think delight about, his heart. Yeah, we don't think about that. We think about obeying God, but we, never, we don't really think about what pleases him mm-hmm. or what causes him joy. Because, again, we don't think of him as a person. Yeah. That's why we do hurtful things, because we don't really realize, well, God doesn't care what I do. Mm-hmm. He, he is not offended or hurt or grieved with my actions. Like, you know, yes, he is. He's directly affected by how you conduct yourself. But we, we, f- we focused on the negative aspect of that, but mm-hmm. also in every relationship, there is a way that you can actually cause God to have joy and pleasure and glory and praise from him. Mm-hmm. That's amazing to think that. But you can, you can delight his heart yeah. that when he thinks of you, he, it's a happy thought. Yeah. Don't you want to be a happy thought to God? <laughs> right? When, Not like, oh, boy. Yeah, that's Brother Andy when he thinks to me, oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> but someone once said that to me. They said, are you a happy thought to God? Because mm-hmm. he did that to Satan. Have thou considerest my servant Job? 
And then when he considered them. Yeah, it was all good things. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I remember Daniel, too, during a really, I mean, I mean, talk about a messed up life. And yet the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Oh, Daniel, thou greatly beloved in heaven. Mm-hmm. Imagine that being saying, yeah. Hey, you're famous up there. Yeah. And you're loved. Like, that's a woo. I right. want that. You know, I want to delight the heart of God. Absolutely. And before we get into that, I just want to remind you, you are loved by God. Amen. And it's not based necessarily, it's not a performance thing. It's we not. just want to clarify that. Um, but there are certain things that you can do that delight the heart of God. It's like your parents, like they love you. Yeah. And there's things that you can do to hurt them or disappointment or cause them joy, right? Mm-hmm. But they love you. But even more than your parents, God loves you with the perfect love. We say yeah. this all the time. There's nothing that you can do, good or bad, right now that will cause God to love you less or love you more than right now. That's exactly, you know, I, I heard this quote the other day. I've given God a million reasons to give up on me, and none of them has ever changed his mind. Ooh, amen. So you are, are accepted. You are beloved yep. in the Lord, and he loves you perfectly. There's nothing you can do that will make him love you more, nothing that you can do that will make him love you less. However, these are things. But because of that yeah. truth. See, everyone yeah. thinks, well, then no one, you know, will sin abound, that, you know, the grace abound that sin much more abound, God forbid. The Galatians argued, well, if we're free in Christ and God loves us no matter what, mm-hmm. then we can just go do what we want. But that's not true. If you're loved so amazingly by this God, mm-hmm. this amazing Savior, it makes you want to love him back, right? Exactly. Yeah. The love I, of Christ constraineth you because... It's got a grip on me. You got man. A grip. Somebody said one, one time they were talking to this lady, They're one of those, you're one of those preachers that you you believe that you can do whatever you want and God will forgive you and, and, and you can just go on sinning and sinning and sinning and never, never, never lose your salvation. Mm. And the, lady, the, the preacher's like, no, no, no. If a person who is loved by God and loves God... It's, you know, they, they won't lose their salvation, but they don't want to do those things that they displease don't want God. To. They want to do the things that please God. No. And so we're landing the plane down to our points here, to the meat, we are, to the Jupiter that's, donuts. That's an important yeah. thing to establish, because people, when they hear these things, like, oh, that does that mean that God will be displeased with me, or he won't love me yeah. if I don't do these things? No, he loves you with a perfect love, but because of that, because yeah. he loves you no matter what you do, yep. I mean, I mean... Lord Christ, help us to love him back as he deserves, yeah. right? You know, we want to delight him. It, you know, at first John says that we, we, obey, we, we obey his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. Why? Because mm-hmm. we're not doing it because we have to. We do it because we want to, yeah. because of what he's done for us. That's the beauty of this relationship. Mm-hmm. So with that desire in mind that I want to please the heart of God, I mm-hmm. want to delight the heart of God, He's already revealed it in his word. It's not a mystery. Right. So the very first thing, what is it, Brother Kevin, that delights the heart of God? This is going to be a bear. You ready for it? Bearing witness. Amen. Which, you know, is glory to Christ. Yeah, it brings glory to Christ when you bear witness of him. The Bible says in Acts 1.8, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be, here's the word, witnesses unto me, Mm. both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and the uttermost part of there. Here's what I'm I'm getting at. It's basically... You're not ashamed of the gospel, and you've got God, Christ back. You know, you're not afraid to talk about other people. And when people have my back, and I feel like they've gone to bat for me, that puts yeah. a smile on my face. Yeah, amen. I know I haven't always been the bat for you. I've not been the yes, best. Yes, yeah. yeah, uh, <laughs> no, you're there for me. You may be over there, but you're still there for me. Uh, um, but it brings glory to Christ, and it pleases the Lord mm-hmm. when we got His back. You yeah. know, this is a world in which we live. They don't like the Lord Jesus Christ. They, they'll, they'll tolerate Him when you talk about Him as a baby in a manger. Yep. Uh, um, they'll, they'll tolerate that, you know, oh, yes, we celebrate. But when you talk about Him 
as the God-man, the Son of God and God the Son, Mm -hmm. who came and lived a perfect sinless life, and and that he died on the cross of Calvary, he was buried, and he rose again. And when you get to that point where you're bearing witness about why Jesus came, why Jesus died, and and the purpose for those things, you you know, that puts a smile, you know. And not only that, God says when you're not ashamed of me, I'm not ashamed of you. Yeah, who confesses me, I will confess to my Father in heaven. And, and so, yeah, when you talk about the Lord to people, when and it's not like I'm giving somebody this ABC plan, but you talk about the Lord like, you love, like you're in a relationship. Yeah. You know, my wife, I talk about her to yeah. other people. Yeah, what um, she's be, like, what she loves, what she's done for you. Because I love her. Yeah. And, and in a sense, talking about the Lord, it's not just giving somebody a plan or a pamphlet or a tract, but it's talking about the Lord like you're, you're, you, he loves you and you love him. Yeah. So Amen. that brings glory to the Lord. That, that is something we can do, bearing witness. Yeah, and, be, and the thing, too, is it is proof and evidence of who you belong to when you witness, yeah. which is why that delights him, because he wants people to recognize not just what he's done for you, mm-hmm. but for the purpose of other people to say, hey, this yeah. is what... Not just like, oh, well, I praise God, yeah. and he wants praise from you, but also to be a witness to others, say, look what God has done for me, because he wants them too. Mm-hmm. He wants your heart, but he also wants other people's hearts. Yep. So it delights him when he sacrificed his only son and literally gave you everything, that you were a conduit of his mercy and his mm-hmm. grace and being a witness of what he's done, because that's the whole point. It's like, I love you so that you can love others, so they can come to me and so they can love others. That, that mm-hmm. is the whole mission of God. And so it delights his heart when people confess, yeah. when they speak. That's why I said a city on a hill cannot be hidden. Mm-hmm. If you are saved and forgiven of so much and you don't share Jesus Christ, um, you're not fulfilling your end of the bargain. Right. Honestly, you're supposed to be a light. And it just fills his heart with joy when he hears his name being praised Mm -hmm. to the lost, even if they reject him, even if they blaspheme him, even if they curse his name, it delights his heart to hear his children praise him and bearing witness. And Mm -hmm. and not just, not just um, witnessing like salvation wise, Mm -hmm. but just telling people what you, what God's done for them. God's good all the time. Yeah. All the time. It's like, that's why he talks about like in the old Testament is a sweet smelling savor and why conversely, a lot of times like, it was a putrid, stinky filth because their actions did not denote those who are gr- grateful to God right. and love God and because their hearts were full of idolatry. Mm-hmm. Their hearts were full. But when a man or a woman loves God and confesses that to others, it just fills his heart with joy mm-hmm. because that's what he's done for you. Like yeah. He's revealed mm-hmm. his love. He has revealed his kindness, his mercy to you. Why yeah. would you not do that? To others, you know, that's exactly. I mean, that's what that's what that, that, that's all Jesus Christ did when mm-hmm. he came to this earth. Did he die on the cross for our sins yeah. and the whole world? Absolutely. But he always said, "Why we said I am here to bear witness of my Father." Mm-hmm. That's what he said. I have come from heaven to tell you who I am, who He is, yeah. and what He wants. And that delighted the heart of the Father. Mm-hmm. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well, well pleased. pleased. Why? Right? Because he was a witness, mm-hmm. and we are supposed to be witnesses as he was. So yeah, absolutely right. Second thing, and this is important. That this is more about the world outside us, but now we're going to go more inward. Yeah, this is also all, also a bear. Yeah, there's also a bear. There's quite a bear, and that is bearing burdens. You bear yeah. witness, but also bearing burdens. One gives glory to Christ. One is glory for Christ. You're doing it because of mm-hmm. Christ. Galatians six one says, "Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such as one in the spirit of meekness." Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Here it is. Bear ye one another's burdens, 
and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if man thinketh himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Bear another one of burdens, Kevin. It's, God also loves to see his people working together. Yes. Let me just clue you in on something. Everybody is bearing. There's something going on in everybody's life. Yep. Amen. You may not know what it is. People might be able to hide it extremely well. But all of us, all of us have trials, temptations, difficulties, stresses, uh, um, all these different things. And, and so many times we are, are like the soldiers that they shoot their own army in the foot. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, that's um, true. But you know what delights the heart of God? When we edify the body of Christ. Amen. When we get underneath the burden with somebody and help them and lighten the load with them. Yeah. You, you know, it's the example that Jesus said. He said, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, yeah, and I will give you rest. And take my yoke upon you for my, uh, I'm having a blank here. Uh-oh. It, my, uh, my yoke is easy, easy my, my burden, burden is light. light. Yeah. Look, Jesus is underneath the burden with you and I, and yeah. he wants us to do likewise and yep. help bear one another's burden. It's clear as day right there in Galatians chapter 6, verse number 2. It says, bear you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You yeah want to delight the heart of God, then get underneath the load with somebody and encourage somebody and bear ye one another's burdens. Because I guarantee there's people all around you and me that are going through things that we have we don't have a clue about what might be happening in somebody's life. You know what? We're good about hiding yeah. stuff. You know, yeah. We put on a smile <laughs> mm-hmm. and everything's good in the hood. Fine and dandy like cotton candy. Made in the shade, drink pink lemonade. You think everything's good and fine and well. Yeah. Uh, but behind the scenes, you don't know what's going on in the family. You don't know what's yeah. going on with health. You don't know what's going on in any given circumstance. And so encourage. Hey, I'm praying for you. Put your arm around somebody. Yeah. And, and you know, hey, how could I help you? Mm-hmm. And bear one another's burdens. So what ha- I've talked that, about. Well, that, that, you know, we don't mm-hmm. think, like, does God care about that? But mm-hmm. that actually delights him and emulates his son more than anything else. Mm-hmm. We talked about his ministry. He came to this earth to bear witness. But the other thing Jesus Christ did is he made sure that he was a deliberate and active blessing mm-hmm. while here on earth. He didn't just wait around for the cross. He went place to place preaching, bearing witness to his father, but also bearing the burdens of mm-hmm. his people. He didn't have to do that. Again, the woman with the issue of blood, the pool of Bethesda, the woman at the well, Zacchaeus, all the, you know, Jairus' daughter, Mm -hmm. the centurion, all these things. He could have been like, hey, listen, I'm here just to fulfill the proto-evangelium back in the garden. I'm here just to do this job. But no, he had a burden Mm -hmm. for these people to bear their burdens. Um, One of the most beautiful verses, I think, in Scripture is, the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Amen. That's two things. He gave his life a ransom, but he also sought to minister, mm-hmm. to be an active and deliberate blessing. We say this a lot on the B&B show, but it will change your life. It will literally change your life if you go into church, and before you get out of your car, you just sit there, keep the AC on, don't sweat too much. It's, it's Florida, <laughs> it's hot out there. Right. But before you get out of your car, say, Lord, before I walk in those doors, Help me to be a blessing to someone else. Because mm-hmm. we don't think that. We just don't think that when we come to church. We think, okay, I'm going to hear a message. I'm going to maybe help in the choir or right. do it. And that's great, doing a ministry. But to actually think, okay, help me be a blessing to someone today. Mm-hmm. It'll totally change your church experience. And really, the function of the local church, like you said, mm-hmm. it is to edify one another. But too many times, we're just... Comp- we're. we're we're happy being our little solitary brick on the side, but yeah. we don't want to be part of the structure. We don't want to help 
built up and higher and mm -hmm. greater and stronger. It's just, let me be my little brick over here unused. No, God wants to place you and build you up and have you build others up. Because yeah. a brick always lays one upon another. Why? Because mm -hmm. it lifts up. Um, and I, I think that is one of the most, one of the things that is missing so much in our country. Maybe not at Beacon Baptist, but so many churches are consumer based. It's very Americanized. <laughs> you know, it's it's about self satisfaction. Yeah. It's um kind of more like life coaching or making people feel a certain way. I mean, my pep rally for the Sunday. Yeah, yeah the, the calls to discipleship and holiness and sacrifice and mm -hmm. bearing each other's burdens isn't really a very popular theme in Christian bookstores, in churches. That's right. Because what they try to do is, I only care about my burdens. So mm -hmm. I want all the books to write, be written about me. me. I want every day to be a Friday. You know, that's a famous book. All those things are inward. But it's like, no, what if, what if you comfort others, guess what? You yourself will be comforted, like Second Corinthians. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about, as you're uh, speaking, the mark, one of the marks of spiritual maturity is you don't go to church to get something. You go to church to give something. Amen. Um, yep. And I, I have people that I love very dearly that they, they're still in church, and they'll, they'll talk about it, you know. Well, it's not my favorite type of preacher, or it's, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. The, the focus. I didn't like that special. Is, Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably me. The focus is on their wants and their likes and mm -hmm. what they, they want to have rather than, well, how can I step outside myself and edify and encourage and bear somebody else's burdens? Yeah. And so a mark of spiritual maturity and delighting the heart of God is being able to be that person that walks into church, let me bear somebody else's burden. It's not about what I get. It's about what I can do to encourage somebody else. Yeah. And again, it so emulates God's mm -hmm. Son. He wants mm -hmm. us to be conformed to the image of His Son, right? right? There's no greater example of that than a man, God who became man, and, and what He was fashioned in the form of a Lord, mm -hmm. a king, a God. No, He made Himself in the fashion of a servant. Right. You know, and, and washing the disciples' feet. Everyone likes to talk about that, but I don't think anyone really likes to really think about he it. He got that crusty bunion feet, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he said, if I have done this, yeah. so you should. You know, do we wash each other's feet? Are we do we condescend to care about the people around us? Bear mm -hmm. each other's burdens. Because God loves nothing more than that. So who are you helping lift? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. guess what? If you lift others, you're lifting also the heart of God. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So then the last thing, what is it, Brother Kevin? It's another bear, bearing fruit. Amen. Oh, this is a big one. Yes. And the Bible says here, John 15 and verse number 8, Herein is my Father glorified, mm -hmm. delighted, uh, that ye bear much fruit. Not just bearing fruit, but no, much, much fruit. fruit. He wants you to bring in not just a little... Droves. Thing. Yeah. He wants you to bring in the truck. Yeah. Um, and so shall you be my disciples. That's um, John fifteen eight. Love that chapter. And, and we're talking about the fruits that you can have. You, you say, well, there's a lot of people in church because of me. I'm not talking about that type of fruit necessarily, although that is good. Um, but the fruit we're talking about is things that manifest themselves by the, by the Spirit. So you've got these in uh, Galatians. In chapter 5, you have the fruits of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. There's a lot here. Against such there is no law. Yeah. And they are, uh, they are Christ, have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. So, bearing fruit, bringing evidence mm -hmm. that Christ is in you. Yep. Uh, um, having these things to bring before Him. Do you love people more? Are you more patient? Are you more long-suffering? Are you more gentle? This is something that we're all working yeah, on. Working I'm a little on. Is your, right now. <laughs> is your faith increased? You know, are you more meek? Are you more temperate? 
Um, these are the things, as a Christian who has the Holy Spirit of God living inside them, that they should be growing as. And God would love to see you, you know, if he goes up to you, and man, you've, you're bearing a lot of fruit. Mm-hmm. And, and why is that? Because also in John chapter 15, you can't bear fruit without him. So the evidence of fruit is that your evidence, that you're close to Christ. Yeah. That did not make very yeah, much sense. I know what you meant, yes. So if you have fruit, that is evidence that you are close to Christ. And God loves it when we draw nigh to Him. It means you're abiding in the vine. You're, yeah, you cannot bear fruit except you abide in the vine. Yeah. And so when you, when you bear fruit, that means you're abiding in the vine. That means you're close uh, with the Lord. And you notice that's the condition. He said, so shall you bear fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Like, yeah. So you want to be my disciple, this is the expectation that God had. This mm-hmm. is what delights Him. He even says, if you abide in me, you abide in my Father's love as I abide in His love. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. In other words... What delighted the heart of God is seeing the fruit of the Spirit in Christ's life, and so he passed it on to his disciples. Mm -hmm. He said, the Holy Spirit will come unto you, and he wants you to bear fruit, because if you abide in me, I abide in him, he will love you as he loves me. Mm -hmm. That's an amazing thing, because that's what God looks for more. We're talking about bearing witness, bearing burdens, and bearing fruit. You have to remember this more than anything else. I don't know if you noticed, but the theme of me is Jesus Christ's earthly ministry with all three of these points. But when you think about the time Jesus Christ came across that, um, that fruit tree, mm-hmm. and there's nothing on it. He looked for it, right? It's such a shocking story because it's a quick verse. Yeah. And it's like, boom, and the story's over. Like, well, what was the point of that? Like, why, what are you doing, Matthew? Why did you put that in the Bible? It wasn't Matthew. It was God. Mm-hmm. And he looked at it and thou so thou shalt from henceforth no more grow, grow fruit in anymore. Like, you're, you're done. And people, man, that picked on a poor tree. Yeah, poor tree. And that tree was marked. Everyone knew that. Everyone witnessed it. And he did that because to illustrate when God walks by, when he looks at your life, that is what he wants to see. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to see something that is just planted. You're planted in church. Something that is alive. You Mm -hmm. are alive in Christ. He wants to see something growing. Yeah. He wants to see his son, again, being manifest in your heart and life. Basically, these are all works of the, thre- the, the Trinity of God, bearing witness the Father, bearing burdens, that's what Christ did. But bearing fruit is a work of the Holy Spirit. Hey, that's good right there. That's right, right there. Did you just there. come up with that? Yes, I did. Okay. But bearing yes, fruit, I did. yes, I did. <laughs> but bearing fruit is the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So in all these things, bearing witness, bearing burdens, bearing fruit, you are pleasing the triune God in yeah. all three things and emulating him. Mm-hmm. And the work of the Holy Spirit is something we forget the most. <laughs> He's the ignored God, I like to call him, you know, the yeah. forgotten one. But his is one of the most important works because what God the Father and God the Son are looking for mm-hmm. in your life is for God the Holy Spirit to be growing. And the only way that happens is through the fruit of the Spirit. That's why it's called works of the flesh. Yeah. Because we can do those anger, variance, emulation, strife, all that. That's easy to do. Mm-hmm. But the fruit of the Spirit is something that you have to cultivate. Yeah. It takes time. And like you said, you have to abide, mm-hmm. you have to be in Christ. Um, if you want to know what makes, what brings value to God, what He looks for in your life, what makes me a su- spiritual success? Is it my vocation? No. Is it my family? Maybe. Is no, it my possessions? <laughs> yeah. Is it my reputation? Mm-hmm. Is it even my testimony? No, mm-hmm. it is, are you bearing fruit mm-hmm. for Him? That's what He looks for, and that's what delights His heart. Yeah. When He talked about Job, He didn't say, how thou consider my servant Job who has storehouses and is vastly wealthy that's, that's true. and has a great reputation of all the people around him. Right? No, mm-hmm. no, he said who, he serves him. Mm-hmm. He saw the fruit in Job's life. That's what caused him delight. That's what caused him delight in Daniel's life. Mm-hmm. That what caused him delight. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. 
and what he wants out of the disciples and out of us is to bear fruit for his name, you know? I like it. You know, the real reason that there wasn't any fruit on that tree that Jesus was talking about? Yeah. Because I got there first. <laughs> <laughs> no one knew. The stems were gone. Yeah, you don't understand. I got these figs. I, and I enjoyed them. Delicious. No. Exactly. Yeah, we just want to encourage you. We talked about what grieves the heart of God, but also remember that in any relationship, there are things that cause him joy. Mm-hmm. So seek it. God will love you with a perfect love no matter what. Yeah. But because you have that freedom in Christ, why would you want to do anything else? Right. But love him and cause delight. I desire to please him. That's what yeah. we should should want. Bear so, witness, bear burdens, bear fruit. And we're running out of time. So as always. Bear Kirby. There get off go. Facebook. Get yeah. your face in the book. You guys are the bomb. See what I did there? Dot com. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's actually, he's actually not a bomb. I hate to tell you that. Oh, no. He's a chain chomp. Yep. We have a bomb, don't we? I don't think we do. Uh-oh. Well, oh well. Technically, hold on. This guy blows up. He goes. Okay. He hisses. So, well, like this guy, this chain chomp. You all are off the chain. Ah, uh, there it is. There it is. All right. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Oh. <laughs> we need to throw all of them. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>